Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum. At B1Bank.com. Sewers on the Boulevard. We're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. Stephanie Regal is a broadcaster and editor of Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Like so many sectors of our economy today, the world of retail fashion has changed dramatically in the last 20 years, and yet the art of good salesmanship is something that never changes and continues to be the key to many a successful business. Hans Sternberg is an expert on this topic. For 30 years, he had a successful career in retail with his family's beloved department store, Gotchaws. Then in the early 1980s, he embarked on a second career with the creation of Starmount Life Insurance and Always Care Benefits. And now, at age 82, he's launched his third venture with High Flyer Resources, a benefits administration company. Though Hans's career path has been varied, he will tell you that the common thread connecting it all has been good salesmanship and good service. Hans, we look forward to hearing more about it on Out to Lunch. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Gotchaws was a retail fashion leader in Baton Rouge back in the day, as was Maison Blanche at Sister Store in New Orleans. Today, it's a challenge for many department stores to compete, but the brave new world of online shopping and digital retail has created all sorts of new opportunities for fashion bloggers like January Rizzo. She has an apparel design degree and worked in children's apparel before launching her own fashion blog, January Heart Rizzo, two years ago. It sounds like a great gig, January, and you'll have to tell us how you actually make money at it. Absolutely. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you so much. Well, Hans, your story is legendary in Baton Rouge. Your parents escaped Nazi Germany when you were a baby, came here a few years later, bought Gotcha's department store and ran it successfully for many years until you and your brother took it over, and y'all really grew it and went on to acquire Maison Blanche in New Orleans. This was in the 1970s and 80s. It was so different back then. How have you seen things change over the years? Well, the store, the brick-and-mortar business, is dramatically different. Uh, everyone is on the internet. Uh, they shop the stores, but not nearly as frequently as they did when I was running stores. So today, if I were doing it, I would have a lot of work to do on the internet. I would be looking for at least half of my business to come f via that medium. Sure. And, and you got out of it really before the advent of the Internet, but it had even started to change in the early 90s, had it not? We the department had a, store business was feeling it. We had a small Internet presence. Really? We did, even in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. But it was embryonic. Sure. It, that was, you know, it was 2%, 5% of your business, not nearly where the emphasis of, visiting the customer, seeing the customer. Now, you were in business with your family, and then you and your brother ran the department store. What role did you play as compared to him? 
eventually, uh, he came in seven, eight years before I did, but eventually we were just equal partners. Okay. And we were, we called ourselves co-chairmen. Did you like being out on the floor and selling, or did you like managing the books in the back, or uh, both? Neither one of us were book people. We, we liked meeting the customer, talking to our staff, looking at what was happening on the floor, and making sure that was properly done. Do you think retail is the kind of thing that you would have done if your family had not been in it, or did you just fall into it because that's how you grew up? Well, it's how I grew up since <laughs> we had had stores since the uh, 1700s. I think the first family store wow. was in 1739, before the American Revolution. <laughs> wow. And we had uh, nurtured that. And we, we were retailers. There's no question about that. It was in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. While we're talking about the retail business, January, I want to bring you into the conversation because you're a fashion blogger, fashion and style, something that didn't exist back when Hans got into the retail business. It, it looks like a lot of fun, but I mean, the question is, how do you monetize something like that? For me, a lot of that would come from commission from sales, links through sales, and it would mostly be online, like he's saying so much retail online now. So it's not just getting advertisers onto your January Heart Rizzo site. It's That's actually getting commissions from sales. Well, that as well. I mean, obviously, uh, companies contact me and other influencers to um, get their business out. You know, we, we kind of hone our following. We get a, a, a pretty good readership going. And companies contact us to um, hopefully um, join in with what we've got going. So... And, and so how many followers do you have now? Well, I mean, the big one for, for us is Instagram. That's like the big, you know, visual, especially for blogging. Right. Um, so I'm at about 39,000 there. That's so, great. Yeah, it are is. They, do you know where they're from? Are they local? Are they everywhere? Mostly they're everywhere. The South? They're really? everywhere. They really are. They're from all over the world, actually. So it's a really neat. It's, it's been a fun, fun thing. To How do. do you get it started? How do you, because it seems like once you got it going, the momentum is going to build. Right, right. But how right. do you become an influencer? Yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, it just started, honestly, if I'm honest about Instagram. I mean, my background is in apparel design, so I've always had, had a love of fashion. That, right? And I got a degree in, right, in apparel design from LSU. So that's always kind of been my passion, so to speak. So, um, I don't know. I think at some point I started on Instagram with sh sharing daily outfits. There was a group of women on Instagram who would share their daily outfits and everybody would kind of support one another and, oh, we love your look today, whatever. And it just kind of grew from there. And I started the blog that way. And then way. how do you decide what you're going to promote? Uh, is okay. it what you like, or do Absolutely. The, the stores bring stuff to you, or the ma it's manufacturers? Both. It's both, but you want... Um, you want to work with companies that fit your um, aesthetic, what your followers, your readers enjoy, as well as myself. I mean, I try to stay authentic to what I do. And your followers, I would imagine they're mostly women. They're mostly young. They uh, are. Target you know, demo 18 to 34 kind of thing. Right. About 18 to 35 in that area. You know, I've noticed I have a great viewership of men, though. I'm not sure. We have some <laughs> men shoppers out there. I don't know if they're shopping for wives or whatever, but I noticed that on the blog, so... And then, and then you take your own pictures, or someone takes pictures of you in the merchandise? I have or? a photographer take pictures. My mother did it for a very long time, and she still does it with me. 
Um, but I do work with photographers as well. Yes. And, and you model the clothes. Do you have other yes. models that do it, or is it pretty much you? It's a one-man band. I'm a one-woman show, you know? Yeah, just me. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's working, though. I mean, you're generating enough revenue. Yes, to it's going well so far. So far, so good. Fantastic. I have a question. Sure. What, uh, how much attention do you pay to the fashion magazines? I love fashion magazines. I, I do. We pay quite a bit of attention if I'm, yeah, we do. Um, probably not as much, it's, I don't know how to explain that, but just more about the general feel of what women are into. A, a lot of online, really, is what I'm looking at mostly. But I do follow a lot of fashion magazines, yes. It's, Vogue, I'm not as much as I used to, but yes. I'm looking for a common thread from the ancient days right. to yeah. today. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. Absolutely, I think celebrities have so much to do with well, like it seems like the fashion magazines are so fashion-forward. Yeah, they you know, are. And they're, and they're always a season ahead, and they're right. always right. a couple of years, right. maybe four or five years before what we see in Baton Rouge, right? right. Always sure. have been. Sure. Always have been. And that, that must have been a challenge. Well, whether it's on a blog or in a picture window in a mall or along a busy thoroughfare, so much of what makes retail successful is the way it's sold. Is that true of insurance, Hans? And how did you grow Starmount Life Insurance coming from Gotchaws? Well, we had 640,000 charge account customers. At Gotchaws. At Gotchaws. And so it was very easy for us to start marketing periodically, maybe once every two or three months, to our charge account customers and offering them an insurance product. And it worked. Interesting. Retail follows the flow. We, we don't, we're not inventors so much as we are accommodators mm -hmm. and the customers like to buy insurance over their charge accounts with their charge accounts so that's how we got into it and and then y'all evolved into specializing mostly though not in, in exclusively in dental and vision care good story with this the people that we sold the department stores and you know department stores went through a very tough time. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them didn't make it. We, we were fortunate. We did make it, but we um, found the, that the uh, customers stayed with us, and when we sold the department stores, we kept the insurance company. We simply, gotcha. the buyer, of uh, the stores did not want the life insurance company. Okay. They were a little mm -hmm. bit afraid of what they didn't know. So I, I volunteered to take it off their hands. They gave me the insurance company. Wow. And yes. What a nice <laughs> gift. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it grew into <laughs> a wonderful gift. Yes. <laughs> and so I didn't actually pay send a check or anything you just for got the insurance company. They just willed it to me. And you all grew that company over the next 20 years. Your wife, your children, two of them joined you in the company yes. over the years. And, and then earlier this year, you sold it to Unum, which is a major national insurance carrier. Why did, why did you all decide to sell? Is, is the insurance business just too competitive today for a, a regional player? The, you, you hit a major recession in the late 1980s. Uh, it was Desert Storm, the war in um, the Mideast, and 
uh, finance just dried up. Four of our six banks functionally disappeared. And the, it became prudent to find a buyer. And mm -hmm. so that's what we did. And we were successful. We had two bidders, could have had three uh, for the business, and we made a profitable sale. Interesting. The market is very competitive today for insurance. It's very uh, hard to... Yes, but not as competitive as some of the other parts of our economy. Right. Not as competitive because you have to get registered, you have to have so much capital, uh, you have to have standards, you report. If you're operating nationally, which w we were in 49 of the 50 states, didn't want to go into New York. Right. Uh, the you have to answer to all those uh, regulators. Each one is a little different from the other, and so th that makes it a very complicated industry. Speaking of competition, January, what kind of competition exists in the world of style bloggers, or and and does that really matter? Um, it's well, not like you do you compete for market share in the same way that a retailer would, for instance. I mean, in some ways, yes, and in some ways. I'd say we mostly just support each other more than anything. Um, yes, a lot of us are up for a lot of the same opportunities, but it really helps. We've formed kind of a, a group of, of bloggers that, you know, we share uh, experiences and help each other. Because it seems like if you, you like something and promote something from a fellow blogger, then they return the favor and send sure, sure. people who like the same kind of things as you. Maybe it, it's, it's different than... Right. Hans, who was competing with the department store down the street or the right. insurance carrier across the road. Huh? Right. No, I th I'd say we, a lot of times we join forces, bloggers. Um, and so, and it's just been a great, a great thing. Do you ever meet them face to face or is yes, it all online? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I just uh, met my first uh, blogger friend uh, this past summer and I'm so sad I waited as long as I did because I've grown some great friendships from it. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. We're talking with January Hart Rizzo and retail legend Hans Sternberg, now of High Flyer Resources. Well, Hans, I know from previous conversations we've had that you like to advise young entrepreneurs and that you have mentored several people who have successfully grown companies. What advice, you know, off the top of your head, would you have for someone like January who's launching a, a blogging business? Watch your debt to equity. Make sure that you don't get over your heads in terms of what you have as demands on your capital. And as long as you watch that and keep your nose to the grindstone and watch the business, develop the business, it's going to be okay. Right. And that applies even in this digital realm. I mean, the Especially same... Especially in the... Yes. <laughs> yes. Even more so than... But as much, certainly as much. Do you see a... a, a a time where you would grow this blog to have other people helping you, actually absolutely. blogging that's, with you? That's the goal. Developing yes. the content with absolutely. you? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. I'm hoping to in the next year, actually. It's a lot to handle, um, just trying to get content for the blog. The social media aspect of it is huge. Mm -hmm. um, that just kind of takes over the whole thing. Um, you got to constantly be updating that, keeping that flowing um, to get your readers over to the blog. So yes, but yes, I'd love some help in that area. How many years have you been doing it? I think this is my, I'm going into three years, three or so years. Fun time. 
It is. I really, it's, it really just started out as a fun thing and learned we could kind of do something with this. Sure. So. It seems like if you can survive the first year, yeah. then that yeah. you'll still be right. making a living at it. Right, absolutely. Well, Hans, you have now launched a new business, a third venture that I mentioned earlier, High Flyer Resources. Tell us a little bit about what this, it's a benefits administration company, why you decided to get into this realm, and why you decided to keep uh, pushing yourself so hard instead of relaxing and kicking back and enjoying the fruits of your labor after selling Starmount. Well, I don't play golf, <laughs> so I would go crazy if I, and my wife would probably poison my coffee <laughs> if I stayed around the house all day. So uh, in order to keep my sanity, I like to stay busy, and starting a new business will keep you busy. No question. We're doing a payroll processing business. Okay. So we can, because we are part of a network that services two million in companies. Wow. Two million companies. We can bring economies to a payroll processing system that the individual company, the individual business cannot a mm -hmm. afford to do. So we save companies money. We make them, they don't have to read the Affordable Care Act because we read the Affordable Care Act. Do y'all really? <laughs> No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> the but we have a lot of something input. like that, right? Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm not that crazy. But the um, when we go through Cobra and mm -hmm. so forth, a lot of little rules that can trip up a person and can cost a lot of money in terms of fines, which the government unfortunately is very quick. Sure. Process, so. And and I mean it seems like the regulatory environment today is is so mind bogglingly complex that there's more of a need for something like this than ever before. And also we <coughs> consult with the companies and it's it's just an add on, we don't charge for it. But we consult with the companies who are our customers. And so are these customers local in Baton Rouge? Are they regional? Or are you looking to go national with this? My my Fastest growth right now is coming from Texas, as a matter really? of fact. Really? Yes. Okay. Faster than in, in Louisiana, but we're doing business in Louisiana, of course. Are we talking small, medium-sized companies? I mean, the big ones, it would seem like they would have the in-house capability to yeah. navigate regulatory. If, if you have more than 1,500 employees, then you don't need us. Okay. But if you have less than 1,000, you certainly need us, mm -hmm. and we will make you more efficient. If you're not doing, look, there are a lot of competition in my field. There is. So if you don't have to deal with us, you, there are a multitude of companies that do it, some less well than others. But if you get the right company, they'll make, they'll make you better. And if you don't have a payroll processing entity, then you're not going to be cutting edge and you're limiting your growth. Interesting. And, and High Flyer basically sells and services a, a proprietary software that you all are licensed to deal. Do yep. they help you market it or? Not a bit. Not a bit. So you're on your <laughs> own in that regard. Yes. We need, we need people to help us market the, the product. But for instance, you're able to sell it to clients in Texas. They don't have a dealer who has that Texas 
territory exclusively or no, something? No, they don't have they don't give exclusive territories. So anyone can take this programming that we use and sell it in Louisiana, but we can sell it in Texas, Arkansas, California, and Oregon. So. Interesting. January, would it be easier for you, for instance, to do what you do in New York or in a larger market? Oh, goodness, easier? No. No. <laughs> There's so much competition in somewhere like in New York, like you're saying. So that's why I love it here so much. I mean, it just, uh, you get some great opportunities here. I love the ladies. I've met so many great mm -hmm. um, women running businesses here. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I love here. I have heard that. I mean, that there's a lot of yes. opportunity here because nobody yes. else is and doing it. And I mean, that's more and more. Yes. What kind of changes, Hans, have you seen in the in the Baton Rouge business community over the years? Because I mean, I know you've been, you know, very active in it over the years, and and it has changed. I mean, it's traditionally been very slow, very conservative, very conservative town, just in terms of lending money and investing and the whole mentality. But closed to outsiders. But is that changing? Gosh, I, I, invite, I advise the few clients that I have, and I try not to have too many. Um, I advise them that they've got to grow to survive. You cannot just tread water because things are changing. What's, what's that uh, uh, Bob Dylan's <laughs> right. uh, the times they are changing? Yeah. Um, well, they're really changing all the time yeah, and you either, digital i mean you gotta keep up it's if you don't crazy. yeah you'll sink like a That's stone it. <laughs> you're right you're exactly right according to bob dylan the um things are always changing mm -hmm. we're constantly looking for the next good thing that we can do that will grow our business but do you think baton rouge as a whole is more open to new ideas and to outsiders and to than they used to be. I, IBM has just come to Baton Rouge with a with a major presence. Yes, things are changing, and yes, you've got to be on top of it. January. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we may be kind of a small small town, but we have really grown. I feel like in the last ten years. One thing I hear a lot, uh, you're talking We're not to a people. a small town. Well, I mean, I always think of it as, people. you know, I don't know, a small. What about the, the availability of, of, of startup capital? You know, that's one thing that young entrepreneurs particularly complain about. And, you know, we, I know we have now some angel networks that are starting to make their presence felt here. But it's still a problem, I right. hear. Right. I don't know. Have you felt that? Or have you even looked for? You know, I haven't personally. We advise our clients on the consulting end of it. Get a business plan, make it a good one, and then apply for a loan. Even if you don't need capital, apply for a loan at a bank, a good bank, best bank you can think of, your bank, and tell them you want to borrow money. And then they will take your plan and tell you where you're wrong. And uh, you'll get an education right, like you've exercise. never gotten right. before. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and a reality experience, check, right? too, right? So uh, I think you should seek uh, capital or know where you're going to go for capital, even if you don't need it today. But get, it, get vetted. 
That's excellent right. advice. Right. What is the next step for both of you? Uh, how, where does the blog go from here, January? You know, I keep, I continue putting out good content, hopefully growing that. I'd love to travel more with it, um, work with companies um, going places to help promote um, businesses, and um, hopefully we just keep going from there. What about High Flyer, Hans? What's the, what's the five-year plan for that? Well, a five-year plan's very far out for a company that's not a year, hardly a year old. Um, we're, we're, we're going to, going to grow it. We're going, we're going to be adding sales reps. We're going to be helping some of our clients divest. That's a big part of my consulting business. That's a profitable part of my mm -hmm. consulting business. Have, helping them find out if they don't want to do it, do the next stage, what to do and how to grow to, so that you can divest if that's what you divest, want. Divest, meaning? Sell. Yeah, okay. Oh, so we're looking both to grow our inherent business and to help on the divesting where that is necessary for a client. Excellent. And, and, and continue to grow nationally, regionally, wherever the business takes you? Today, your business, if you are on the internet, you want to be national. Mm -hmm. you, now, you don't need to be international. That's a whole different uh, set of problems. And I, I would be very cautious about accepting business out of my own ballywick, which is the 50 states. <laughs> And it's easy to do, and it's easy to fall into the problems. I, I once bought uh, some furs from a Korean. Now, I did a lot of international business. Mm -hmm. But what can happen to you is I once bought a group of furs from Korea, and they shipped me bricks oh, and no. old oh, newspapers <laughs> after they had collected their money. Oh, goodness. oh wow, that's a good so story. That can happen. Yeah, so we'll stay. We'll stick with nationals, <laughs> yes, right? Absolutely. Well, Hans Sternberg, it's it's inspirational to see someone with such drive and determination continue to forge ahead and achieve success. In January, it's equally inspiring to see someone with passion pursue their dreams. So, Thank thanks so for being for with us today me. on Out Thank to Lunch. You. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Hans Sternberg of High Flyer Resources and fashion blogger January Hart Rizzo. You can find out more about High Flyer and January's blog by following the links on our website. It's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. All the music on Out to Lunch is composed and performed by Mitchell Foreman. You can find more of Mitchell's music wherever great jazz is streamed or sold and at MitchellForeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch.
Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com.